Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. Today's podcast is going to be based off of government, and uh, this is going to be episode one of the uh, new podcast starting. So today's going to be a lesson based off of uh, kind of, you know, philosophers and whatnot, the Constitution, and all of that. So let's go ahead and get right into this today. So, the Constitution, 1789, right? That's that's when the Constitution was instituted, I guess, is how I would put that. So, in the Constitution, it is the supreme law of the land in the U.S., right? So, basically, it's it's what's keeping us together and what's keeping the world together. Without the Constitution, it, the world would pretty much be the perch, honestly, There'd be no, there would really be no laws, no enforcement, and nothing set in stone to keep us from pretty much having the purge. It outlines how the federal government and government in general should be organized, right? So it tells us like President Trump is obviously like the leader, and uh, everyone else just kind of goes down from there, like vice president and etc. So. It, it really just kind of organized and how everything should be organized in the Constitution is how everything today is. You know, like, the Constitution is what has based off of today. You know, like, what has started this world and what's still continuing today, 99% of that is all from the Constitution. It describes the state's responsibilities, their relationships, and their relationships to the federal government. So what that means is like the police. Let's let's use the police for example. They have a responsibility to keep us safe, but they're also a part of not the federal government, but governments of some sort, right? So like law enforcement and whatnot, the higher ups in law enforcement report to specific branches of the government. The FBI, they have responsibilities to make sure that the world stays decent, like, gets all the serial killers and whatnot off the streets, and their relationship to the federal government is very important, because without them, God knows what would happen. Sorry, guys, take a drink. The philosophers, where did the ideas come from, right? So, the Founding Fathers, the authors of the Constitution, got their ideas from their own experiences, but also from different philosophers in history. The following six philosophers provided will be the Constitution and foundational idea. So I'm going to list off to you guys six philosophers, and uh, I want to kind of let you know like what they can relate to, and nowadays what of them would have liked what's happening, and what of them would have like not liked or agreed with what's happening today. So let's go ahead and get to the first philosopher. Plateau. P-L-A-T-O, all right? He was born in 427 BCE in classical Greece. So, obviously, this was a while back, all right? He was considered one of the most influential people in the Western philosophy. He strongly believed that those in power must be wise, did not trust the masses to be in charge or in control, so, pretty much what he's stating there is, like, we'll use uh, Obama as uh, as just a, as kind of a reference here. He believes that anybody in a higher ranking 
or anybody as a government official or president needs to be smart. So, like like Donald Trump, in my opinion, he's smart, but who knows if he, if Plateau would have liked it, right? Oh, excuse me. Like, he was, it was 1427 BCE, you know, by the time that any of this stuff really come up, so God knows if he would have liked him. But it's, it's like, in the upcoming election, who would win? I honestly think Trump's going to, because the fact of, he is probably one of the smartest people that we have running right now. Next one is Sin Sinatis. He, that is a very confusing name. I'll spell it out for you guys. C I N C I N N A T U S. He was born in five five hundred nineteen B C E in Rome. He was a Roman political and military leader. So he was devoted to like civil virtue. And he believed people must live by the motto, nation before self. So he believed that everyone needed to be like, okay, we need to put the world, the nation before ourselves, right? Like, he completely just didn't want people. It's it's like he would be perfect right now for, in in my opinion, in, in my opinion, obviously, he would be perfect right now for the... BLM movement, right? Like, in my opinion, people must be able to the motto, nation before self. The BLM people believe that the nation needs to get Black Lives Matter more out there before worrying about themselves. You know, and there's, and there's good protesters, there's bad protesters, right? But the biggest thing out of it all is that they're still protesting. So they're trying to put out that the nation or the world needs to respect black lives more than they need to respect any other life and make sure that eventually we can be equally balanced as all lives matter, right? Oh, excuse me. So next is Montesquieu. Montesquieu was born in 1689 in France. He was a French judge and political philosopher. So that pretty much means he believed in the governmental power needed to be separated or balanced. You know, uh, if the power is concentrated, it will lead to corruption, right? So really, it's, I mean, I guess that's kind of like nothing. I mean, maybe like, I don't think there's really anything nowadays that you can connect that to, right? Like there's nothing that you can really be like, oh yeah, he would love this or this or this nowadays, right? Like, you know, there's not... There's not much to do here. In the United States, all males are required to register for the draft at 18, age 18. So just in case we need military members to fight in a war, which our philosophers would have liked this idea. So if our uh, military members need to fight in a war and all of them backed out, we would have a draft, which I don't think a draft has been going in a while, but we would have to have a draft for them to go fight the war. Which one of the philosophers so far would have liked this idea? You guys go ahead and uh, message or do whatever and let me know how you guys think about that. In the United States, we have three branches of government. The legislative, which makes laws. The executive, which enforces laws. And the judicial, which interprets laws. That ensures the power is separated and no one has too much of it. Which philosophers did we borrow this idea from? In the United States, the citizens vote for their representatives 
and president of our country. We choose from one of the list, most qualified candidates. The president selects the best qualified judges to serve on the Supreme Court and other high courts. Which philosopher would support this idea? Aristotle, he is the next person we're going to be talking about. Born in 384 BCE in Greece, was a Greek philosopher and scientist. Believe tyranny, oppressive rule, was something to be avoided. Believe people should take turns ruling over themselves, each other, and to avoid too much chaos, a select few voices should debate. So, he's pretty much saying like how there's an election every year. right? We elect a new president every four years, if I'm not wrong, two or four years. So we select a new president because if he's president for too long, he might have tyranny, right? Which is oppressive rule. So we want to make sure that tyranny doesn't happen. Thomas Hobbes, born in 1588 in England, excuse me, considered a founder in the modern political philosophy, believed that because people imperfect... They must follow the social contract under this agreement. People must agree to follow the laws. The government must protect the people. So, what this reminds me of is police, right? The police follow the laws, and they protect the people, right? So, like police officers in Arvada, or in Colorado, or anywhere in the world, they always protect no matter what. Right, you could be sitting on the road, like screaming, and then you know, they'd pull up no matter what if you were like hurt or like earlier that day they saw you yelling F the police, like literally anything could happen and ninety-nine percent of cops will still come will still come and make sure that you're okay and you're saved, right? So what that reminds me of is the Blue Lives Matter movement. Right now, most cops are being totally profiled as racists, narcissists, etc. And this kind of reminds me of how they are just trying to do their jobs and keep you protected. Like, who's the first person? Okay. Who's the first person you call if you're in trouble? Right? The first person you call if you're if you're in immediate danger, the first person you call is the police, right? Because they, you know that no matter what, they're going to come to your house and they're going to make sure that you're okay or wherever you are. John Locke, born in 1632 in England, was an English philosopher and a physician. Believed that people were born with natural rights to pursue life, liberty, and property. The government must protect these rights and people follow the law, which is supreme authority. So, John Locke believed in natural rights. So, letting us do our own thing roam free with nothing, like no laws, nothing. And he believed that we should just be able to roam, be ourselves, you know, not live under any sort of supreme rule or any sort of rule, right? Which is completely wrong. Because if he, if that's how the day would be today, it would seriously, again, it's, it would be the purge, right? In the United States, law enforcement must first obtain a warrant to look through your personal belongings. We also have liberty of free speech and are allowed to express our opinions. We have the right to remain silent. When accused of a crime, we have innocence until proven guilty and many other rights that when the government cannot infringe upon. Which philosopher would support this rule? So being on the topic of law enforcement and our rights, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys. Um, Sorry, one second. Call, um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys 
Colorado's um, Miranda rights. So, give me one second. I have them next to me. Gonna, uh, there we go. Pull them up my computer, though. So, the Colorado Miranda rights are uh, pretty much, if you get arrested, they have to read these to you, right? So, if you get arrested, they have to say this to you, or, you know, like, you could get in trust, like, you could get in trouble, or whatnot, right? So, I actually cannot find the Miranda rights in Colorado. So, the ones I know, I don't know if they're for every state or whatnot, uh, you have the right to an attorney, or uh, you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can will be used against you in the court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed to you by the state of Colorado. Do you understand these rights as they've been read to you? That's what I know as far as I go, right? But I'm not 100% sure. So some of these are questions. Let me know what you guys think, like what philosophers and whatnot. In the United States, we have people... Or in the United States, we the people have agreed by he being here to obey the laws and rules set forth by our elected off officials. We follow those rules or are subject to consequences for breaking them. In return, the government officers use protection and keeps us safe from those who do not obey. Which philosopher would have liked that idea? Go ahead and message me about if which one would like these guys. In the United States, we elect representatives to two-year terms. We elect senators for six-year terms. The president gets four years, and we cannot serve more than two terms. These these are chosen few. Ah, these chosen few are the ones who make the decisions for the country on our behalf, which philosopher idea did we borrow? So, like I said earlier, guys, I wasn't sure, but it is every two years the president gets reelected. All right. All right, sorry, guys. So, that's all I have for philosophers today. So, go ahead and uh, message me if you guys have any questions or uh, or whatnot. This is just going to be episode one. I'm going to be teaching you guys a lot more about uh, government history in short 15, 20-minute little... Uh, little classes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and uh, you guys are awesome. You guys keep this going. I will make sure I keep constantly, uh, constantly updating and constantly going through and doing more episodes. Um, it, it's going to be a little bit because I'm also going through school, right? So I'm going to have to manage between this, uh, live streaming on some other places for like Twitch TV and whatnot, so I'm going to have to balance my time between Twitch and uh, here and class. So thank you guys for tuning in today. Thank you all. Now we're going to put on the song to go out.